Hey, it's Monday, July 11th, 2022. Hope you had a happy 710 yesterday. We've got some info on what 710's all about, as well as news on California labs, Cresco and Columbia Care's monster payout, New York cracking down, and social equity. Is it working? So get ready. The marijuana industry is constantly changing with new laws, rules, and regulations. And whether you're working in the field or investing in it, you need to know what's happening. We keep you up to date by bringing you the latest information on the marijuana industry. So get ready, because this is the M News Now. Yesterday was July 10th, or 710. It's the second stoner holiday after 420. It's also known as Oil Day or even Dab Day. 710 is much more of a recent thing than 420, with 710 really only being of widespread note for the last 10 years or so. And the reason why July 10th, or 710, is a cannabis holiday of sorts is because if you turn the number upside down, it looks an awful lot like the word oil. So that's why it's known as Oil Day, or Dab Day, referring to the various cannabis oils, concentrates, and extracts that many cannabis consumers use, such as wax, shatter, batter, rosin, and the like. So for those who enjoy concentrates, we hope you had a happy 710 day. And for those who don't partake, that's okay. We hope you had a happy dab day with whatever type of cannabis you prefer. Social equity is one of the cornerstones of every single state or federal cannabis legalization discussion. It's as integral to legalization as cannabis itself. Legalization is just not done unless social equity is included. But what exactly do they mean by the phrase? And is it working? Well, first, social equity is about justice and fairness. It's an attempt to ensure that the people who were disproportionately negatively affected by laws prior to cannabis legalization are now given an opportunity to participate in and benefit from the new legal industry. The city of Los Angeles defines their social equity program as being to promote equitable ownership and employment opportunities in the cannabis industry in order to decrease disparities in life outcomes for marginalized communities and to address the disproportionate impacts of the war of drugs on those communities. So in short, the government's realized that it's not fair that people from marginalized communities bore the brunt of cannabis punishments. And now the wealthy corporations who possibly never had to deal with the negative side of cannabis law are now the ones who, because of having money and therefore opportunity, will prosper financially from cannabis legalization. Generally, what's supposed to happen is that a certain number of these so-called social equity licenses are set aside, apart from the general licenses that are issued. They're the exact same type of license, but they are held only for those individuals who qualify as a social equity applicant. And to qualify, they must prove that they were negatively affected by past anti-cannabis legislation, which has since been legalized. One example for qualification would be if an individual or someone in their family or business was arrested or incarcerated for a cannabis charge that's now been legalized. There's more to it than that, but that's the basic gist of it. And once they can prove it, they can qualify for the social equity license. One problem, though, is that there's not many of these types of licenses available. A state might have a few dozen at most, and lotteries are usually held to draw the winners. So how are these programs going? And are they doing what they were designed to do? Well, there have been bumps along the way for sure. In lots of cases, someone might qualify, but they might not have the means to start a cannabis business. It can take a lot of money. So in some states, like Arizona, a social equity license winner is allowed to sell the rights to someone else, or they can take on a partner with money to fund the project. 
Over the past several weeks in Arizona, residents there have been inundated with propaganda from some of the biggest cannabis investors in the state, searching for Arizona residents who might qualify as being a social equity candidate. These cannabis investors have sent out flyers and mailers that are saying things like, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and brighten your future, own a cannabis dispensary at no cost to you. These investors are searching desperately for people who confront applications for one of those few social equity licenses. And the reason why is that Arizona only plans to have about 169 dispensary licenses total, 26 of those which are reserved for social equity licenses. So in a state where the dispensary numbers are capped, getting a license is extremely important to a large cannabis company, and they're willing to pay big for any way they can get it. A recent lawsuit filed is alleging that the state is not doing enough to keep these social equity licenses out of the hands of those big businesses, which was not the intention behind granting social equity licenses. The new lawsuit argues that Arizona's social equity program has failed to meet the standards that were laid out in Prop 207, which is the ballot initiative that the voters passed last year. Prop 207 legalized marijuana, and it allowed thousands of Arizonans to have their prior marijuana charges expunged. But Prop 207 also directed the state to create a social equity program to encourage dispensary ownership by people who were disproportionately impacted by the marijuana laws, which is often those that were in poor Black and Latino communities. One of the plaintiffs, Celeste Rodriguez of cannabis consulting firm Acre 41, said, These investors are coming in, selling them the dream. They want to buy them out for pennies and add it to the portfolios that they're building right now. That does sound like a valid concern. Social equity licenses were not meant for big businesses. But on the other hand, should an individual who doesn't have the money be barred from joining forces with large corporations or venture capitalists if it helps them get started in the industry? The plaintiff's lead attorney, Jimmy Cool, told New Times, what the voters were trying to do was enrich communities that were impacted by the drug war. From our client's perspective, all this does is enrich 26 people. It's an interesting point. It is hard to understand how just 26 licenses, which could get bought up by big business, could make amends for the countless numbers of individuals and their communities that have been negatively affected by cannabis laws in the past. The lawsuit's just been filed, so it's one to keep an eye on. California's Department of Cannabis Control has announced that they'll be looking to strengthen regulations for laboratory testing. Their press release stated that they're responding to requests to strengthen uniformity in laboratory testing procedures due to concerns of alleged laboratory shopping behaviors, which is when cannabis businesses shop around for a laboratory that gives them the most favorable test results. The Department of Cannabis Control's director, Nicole Elliott, spoke about the need for standardized and validated methods for testing, saying, Individual licensed laboratories use different methods which may produce inconsistent results and inaccurate data on cannabis cannabinoid content. DCC is working to change that so there's greater integrity in the market, accurate information for consumers, and confidence among stakeholders. The ultimate goal is protecting public health and safety by providing consumers accurate and consistent information on the cannabis they purchase. The new proposed regulations are available on California's Department of Cannabis Control website, and they'll be accepting public comments on the matter until August 2nd. On Friday, Columbia Care announced the approval of a previously arranged plan for Cresco Labs to acquire all of the issued and outstanding shares of Columbia Care. 
The deal will create one of the largest multi-state marijuana operators in the United States, with more than 130 retail stores across 17 states and D.C. Cresco's CEO, Charlie Bachtel, is expected to become the chief executive of the merged company. Columbia Care's CEO, Nicholas Vita, who is already one of the highest-paid cannabis executives, is expected to receive more than $100 million in cash and stock as part of a compensation pay package. One industry compensation expert called this type of payout atypical. The merger, pending various regulatory approvals, is expected to close near the end of this year. New York State legalized cannabis for recreational adult use, but residents are still waiting for the state to finalize regulations before the legal sales can actually begin. It's been hoped that that would be completed by the end of this year, but so far consumers are still waiting. And meanwhile, the illicit market has been doing steady business. New York's Office of Cannabis Management said that there are many storefronts which are falsely claiming to be illegal cannabis retail shops, but they do not actually have the license to do so. Without being regulated legally, the products are not subject to testing requirements, and therefore the public health could be jeopardized. The state has published cease and desist letters which were sent to 52 unlicensed cannabis retailers. The letter stated that if they continue to sell marijuana without permission, they could be permanently barred from ever getting a legal license. Tremaine Wright, the chair of New York's Cannabis Control Board, said in a press release, You need a license to sell cannabis in New York. Licensed sales and a regulated market are the only way New York's customers will be assured that the cannabis products they're purchasing have been tested and tracked from seed to sale. Sale of untested products puts lives at risk. I implore these illegal store operators and any other stores pretending to be legal operations to stop selling cannabis products immediately. Hopefully New York will be getting their regulations finalized soon so that legal retail sales can begin. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates and follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.